Welcome to another episode of In the Name of Service, a podcast committed to sharing the untold stories of those who selflessly serve. Each episode features an interview with men and women who have been called to a variety of service-focused roles, such as the military, law enforcement, ministry, volunteering, and more. You aren't likely to know the names of the individuals you meet here, but our hope is by the end of our time together, you'll not only know their stories, but possibly be inspired to write your own in some way. Humble in nature, but strong in character, these everyday men and women showcase what it is to truly be a servant. We're glad you're here. Now here's your host, Dr. Barb Thompson. All right, Jeff, thank you so much for joining me today on the In the Name of Service podcast. I will have you start us off by telling us just a bit about yourself, your background, and what's led you to the place you're at today. Thank you for the invitation. I really appreciate your time and chance to connect with you, to find out more about what you're doing, to tell you and your listeners what uh, we're doing as well, make more connections and move our, our mission forward. Yeah. I'm a 21-year National Guard veteran. I moved around the country a little bit with my, my military career, my civilian career. And that was the best part about the military service, being in the National Guard, was the ability to move around and to continue my, my career and have opportunities wherever I was. I grew up mostly in Pennsylvania. Okay. Lived in upstate New York for a while. And then I was out in Arizona for a number of years and uh, finished up my career in Virginia. All right, you certainly have been all over the place. Yes. What initially led you to serve in the National Guard? My high school recruiters were very successful. <laughs> all right, shout out to them. <laughs> them uh, a lot of a lot of respect and recognition. They they came out to the high school. They gave a, a presentation about the National Guard, the past, present, and future. At that time, it was back in the mid nineteen nineties. So they were following up on all the uh, the students that did well with the the ASVAB, the vocational um, testing battery. They gave all the the aspiring uh, students at that time to see how well we could do potentially in the military. And I did well, so they took a particular interest in me and others who did well on that test. And they came out, did a presentation, invited us out to tour the local National Guard. We met the servicemen. We found out, you know, what they what they were up to, what they were working on, the opportunities they had, and you know, pretty much it was, I was hooked immediately. I found out about the history of the area, the uh, assignments they had, the deployments they had locally across the state for, for emergencies, for, for response, for call-outs, and there wasn't much happening back at that time um, as far as wars or deployments. Right. Still the opportunity to, to get trained, to get uh, benefits, to realize the the spirit of service and giving back to the community and, and so forth. It was a very good connection for me back at that time. Yeah. And you didn't know, but the busiest time ever in our U.S. military history was about to take place years later. So tell us about the jobs you held during your uh, career in the National Guard and how you chose those, or did they choose you? <laughs> the local unit was fuel artillery. So I, I became interested in, in that because that's the work that was available, the mission they had locally. So I became a Ford Observer, which is a, a scout for the uh, the mortars and their artillery teams. So we learned how to go out and call for fire for those teams. So we did a lot of training at Indiantown Gap up in Pennsylvania. 
Mm-hmm. I went around to Fort Drum, back and forth, and we even drilled down here in Virginia as as Pennsylvania guardsmen. Oh wow! Okay. In the summer, so we got around and had a lot of opportunities from there. Yeah, when you reflect on your career in the military, what stands out now as having been most meaningful for you? I think definitely my deployments. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably a common answer from veterans because they're they're very challenging, but I also found them very rewarding. I had the chance to, you know, apply my my craft, if you will. I had a chance to actually do what I trained to right. do. It was very rewarding personally and professionally to have that chance. So it was not immediate one for one, meaning I didn't call for fire. I wasn't a board observer while I was deployed. They do a lot of cross leveling for actual missions because you don't always need what you train for. I mean, sometimes you do, but sometimes you don't. It just depends on where and when you're stationed and what the what the mission needs are. So I deployed and they cross-trained us as military police officers for Operation Iraqi Freedom too. Yeah. So. When you have heard from some folks in the National Guard, mm-hmm. when you redeploy home, it's a you know on active duty, you come back to your home station, you're you're just surrounded by the people that you deployed with. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's not the case with the folks who are in the reserves of the National Guard. Can you talk us through the, your redeployment experiences and any challenges you faced as you came back home? That's a good question. I, I didn't have a lot of challenges myself, personally. I didn't really know others that did have the challenges of, of reintegration. I think that was more of a minority, at least mm-hmm. in- at least in my experience, it was not something that everyone experienced. It wasn't very common. Yeah. We didn't particularly have, you know, very, very hard deployments. I don't mean that to take away from what we, you know, accomplished or the certain (laughs) sacrifices we made, but there were a lot of other uh, assignments that were more difficult and more, more uh, taxing on on lives and so forth. So um, all that is to say that we, we came back, we integrated well, we, we stayed in touch, but we also moved on with our lives. Mm-hmm. So I particularly changed units. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you continued to move all around. Yes, it was it was good and it was you know challenging at the same time because as, as you become more senior in the military, you need to have those, those relationships built. And I saw some of the guys at each each state I worked in, I saw some of my some of the guys I worked with by staying in touch, able to to have more career success by continuing mm-hmm. relationships versus moving around. It was a little bit more difficult because I didn't know anyone and no one really knew me. So sure. It became an extra challenge professionally to be successful. Right. You have to prove yourself all over again. <laughs> no, you're, yeah. I, you're a new guy, but you've served <laughs> 5, 10, 15 years and you're still starting all over again in some, right. res- some respects. <laughs> Well, tell us the history of Vets Retreat Virginia and what led you to found this organization. I retired from service in 2017 and I, and I missed it. I mean, for, for all the love, for all, yes. the, for all the, for all the everything it was, I, I, I love it. I miss it. I, I appreciate and respect the service. You know, those who have gone before those currently serving and, and all those who serve in the future. So it's something that's very important to me. I want to give back to the community, to stay connected, and to help those that did not adapt so well to their service, or you know, they bring it back with them and and go and have challenges mentally or, or physically from those deployments. So I know not everyone uh, adapts as as well as we would have liked or we would have hoped. 
So we wanted to provide those connections, provide those resources, provide those opportunities to to benefit. It's so we're a three-year-old nonprofit organization working in the military, first responder, and family health and wellness space. We focus on a couple of different areas. We provide peer-to-peer support, just a group of veterans and first responders that want to help each other. So we, we want to organize events and activities for the community, mainly focus on one of two areas. Um, we either focus on entertainment or athletics as our two major focus areas. We get outdoors, we go out to parks and campgrounds. We go out to um, existing facilities like American Legions or VFWs and have get-togethers, everything from holidays to special occasions, back to the live entertainment. Different, different themes. We go off for sports events. We go off for all kinds of things. Whatever our community is interested in, we want to we want to organize an activity or an event yeah. around that. Focus. Okay, that makes so much sense. I've seen you asking, like, what do you guys want to do next? And what <laughs> do you what are you seeing happens? You know, during this time of fellowship, basically peer to peer, just getting together and and enjoying one another's company. That's exactly what it is: getting together, enjoying company. Sometimes there's there's open social exchange. Sometimes there isn't. All depends on like the the uh, the person's needs at any given time. So sometimes they want to get together and talk. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's getting together, yeah. being outside is all. They- so we don't we don't force anyone to talk or open up or interact. It's it's everyone's comfort level. If they want to talk to each other, they can. If they want to talk to us, they can. We don't pressure or. Or tell anyone they have to, you know, tell us what's going on or share their business. If they want to, they can. <laughs> but they don't have. To. But it's just right. about getting together, being together. Sometimes you share experiences. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you share advice. Sometimes you don't. But again, it's just it's just being together and, and uh, being involved in an activity it can be very stress relieving. Um, it yes. can get your your work, your your uh, stress, your your other problems going on in life at any given time. So it's just a group of people that want to get together and help each other out, support each other. And then from there, we focus yeah. on the resource piece, and then we take it from there to referrals. So something is more urgent and more specialized than we can handle. We want to be a network of referrals for, for uh, other organizations, mm-hmm. professionals that can pick up individual needs when they're more urgent and more specialized. Right. I love that. What you guys are going on your fourth year um, operational Tell us a little bit about what you've learned in the process of, you know, getting Vets Retreat Virginia up and running and, and just, you know, kind of focused on the mission that you want it to be. Well, we've definitely learned a lot. We've, we've had our wins. We've had our losses. We've had our challenges. We've, we've been able to help a lot of people, uh, a few other people we weren't able to help, but we're always trying to, to move that mission forward. And that's what keeps us going is uh, being a resource right now. If the phone rings, we'll answer it. We'll do our best to, to be a voice, to be a, a person of, of a group who cares. Well, we've activated, we've mobilized, we've gone out and taken care of things with no notice at all, any given time, any given hour. So it's a very, it's a very challenging mission. We, we can't really advertise our successes in a way, but we've learned right. to stay with it. And we've already accomplished our mission, which is helping people. Now we're just trying to expand and sustain and grow, be able to do more and more as time passes. Yeah. Yeah. What does, I would imagine, you know, you talk about people picking up the phone and and calling you guys and who knows what hour that happens at, or, or just, you know, your, some of your drive-by conversations at these get togethers, I would imagine 
get you into some some tough conversations and just the the realization that people are going through difficult times what what keeps you going and and you also mentioned just in the lessons that you've learned sometimes there's losses you know sometimes things don't work out as well as you thought they would or they're not as successful as you thought they might be what keeps you motivated to to keep showing up keep answering the phone and you know creating these spaces for veterans to connect it's our vision that we've laid out as clearly as we possibly can over the past couple of years you know we want to truly open and operate a 24-hour operations center a place that's always accessible and always available at no cost or or reservation burden to our community we want to have a place open here in virginia a large lodge on some private property that's always doors always open you know don't worry, yeah. worry about what day it is time it is whether it's a holiday a weekday weekend it doesn't matter we want to have a place that's always a safe space always accessible and have our community there to always offer our services and our friendship yeah and we want to be network organizations to provide those services at one central location so that's gotcha. that's our vision there's there's more to it but in a nutshell that's what we want to do and that's what keeps us going is is always making progress towards that goal and right. it, it all comes with it because we, we want to be open right now. We want to be conducting this interview right from our property, but we haven't been able to. So we're at a coffee shop um, having this, this interview, but we want to be operational from our property as soon as possible. We know that it's possible. We just don't know when. That's what keeps yeah. us going. That We have that, that grand vision outlaid and working on it every day, working on it as we speak to raise awareness to that end. Yeah, absolutely. Just keeping your, your eyes on the big picture and and constant reminder of what you're going after, but you also keep saying we, so I would imagine there's, there's some, um, kind of team support that, that helps keep you going. Can you talk about your team a little bit? Definitely. We have a very small team of veterans. We're always looking for, for more help, but we do have a small team that helps us. I have a small team of my friend, John Self. He's our chief operations officer. He's an Air Force veteran. He has a lot of experience in the military community. He also has experience with uh, the medical community. He's my my left hand man, as I as I say, because I'm I'm left handed. So that's our, our running <laughs> joke. But he and I have formed yeah. a professional relationship. The best thing about us is we didn't know each other before we started. So we became associated through through this organization specifically. We didn't serve in the military together. We didn't deploy. We didn't know each other before we started this. So that's one of the best things of this of this. Uh, Endeavor is this relationship with my my uh, friend John, my chief operating officer. That's he's so a good guy. cool. Been with us a couple of years. He's very very busy in his personal and professional life outside of outside of working with us. So he's always given his best that he can, and I, I couldn't be more proud and more grateful for his help. We have uh, our uh, director Ryan. He helps us with events and activities. He's an Air Force veteran. Very happy and very proud of his contributions as well. He's been with us for a while. Looking forward to having him take more responsibility and grow with us as well. Happy to have him with us. He, he goes out and promotes things for us, plans things for us, attends our meetings, helps us out when and where he can. So very happy to have him. My father always, you know, um, advised me my whole life. He's, he's on my board. Uh, he yeah. stays involved, gives us a, his advice and his input, his thoughts on the matter. And of course, my, my team respects him and thankful for his contributions as well. So very welcome. We do have a few volunteers. They're not really the, the officers or directors with our organization. We're very, very uh, fortunate to have them with us. Our volunteer, Jessica, 
She's one of our events coordinators and volunteer coordinators. So we're very happy to have her with us. She likes to run our, our parades and get some kids involved and friends involved that she knows. So it's it's been a very interesting offshoot for us to get our company vehicle and local parades. Mm-hmm. And a couple other volunteers that help us, but we're just we're thankful to have the support and always looking for more to move the mission forward. Sometimes a great teammate is like all that matters at the end of the day. <laughs> you 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 talked about his personal sacrifices. I mean, you you hold a, a full time job as well. So what does that look like for you to try to? Um, obviously, you know, perform at work and then, and then have this additional mission outside of work. Well, it's, it's definitely a full-time commitment and I, I stay in my lane at any given time, um, to make sure I'm, I'm, uh, giving my best to both efforts. I, I work for Homeland Security full-time. So that's been a, a really good background for me to, to leverage and to also become aware of the first responders side and their needs. Yeah. Specifically, been a first responder myself, but through right. my work in security, I, I am you know involved with with those who are in the front lines more more than myself currently. So it's it's good to have that exposure. It's good to have those resources and to be aware of those needs of those people as well. But it definitely keeps me busy. I, I work uh, <laughs> as I mentioned, and then nights and weekends, I, I do as much as I can for Vets Retreat Virginia, moving us forward. Whether it's online events, whether it's events across the state, whether it's interviews like ours. You know, always looking to advance the mission and the cause daily. It seems like a lot, but it also seems like you're so happy to do it and it fuels you, you know. Um, What kind of advice would you give to someone? Let's say maybe they feel called to do something big, you know, bigger than themselves, at least. But they don't really know where or how to get started. What, What would your advice be for them? I like to say there's no perfect time to start. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> for me, it hit me like a lightning bolt a couple of years ago. I, I pretty much realized I, I wanted to do this for a long time. And I came to the realization it was now or never. Yeah. So I had the, the confidence to, to jump and, and start it. And I, that's my best advice is just start. You know, you're, you're going to have your, your successes. You're going to have your challenges. You're going to have your 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 mission that comes together over time and that's going to be the guiding the guiding force behind this so yeah don't be afraid of it and just get started because you'll learn as you go yes oh my goodness thank you for that yes and i've seen i mean i've seen it happen um with with a lot of individuals and organizations and i've seen it happen with vets retreat virginia that you guys are um you're really getting clear you know there's more and more clarity on what it is that you guys are put on this earth to do basically. And it's been really exciting to watch you grow and, you know, find that clarity and continue to help in a really unique way. I don't know of anyone else who is having these get togethers where it's purely no pressure, just come and, and be yourself and, and um, all are invited just as you are. Um, there's no requirements and it's just a time to build relationships and we all need connections yes. whether we believe it or not and we may not ever feel like going out but trust me once you get out you're going to be glad that you did yeah we we take it a few steps farther we even offer transportation whenever we can we try to take wow. the, we even try to take all the costs out of the events it's not always possible to remove every cost yes we want 
want our organization to be successful enough to cover all the costs from today forward. You know, if, if it involves a cost, we want to try to cover as much as we can. So if anyone needs our support, wants to be involved with us, they don't have to worry about their transportation or their costs or their meals or anything else. So we want to cover everything for anybody that has served to come out with us and be a community with us. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, you're really just tearing down any barrier to make those connections that, that people might have out there. That is so cool. How, how, what's the best way to, for people to um, contact you if they need to or find out more about Vets Retreat Virginia? We are truly trying to cover all, all uh, channels of communication, all mediums. Uh-huh. We're at We can be contacted by info at vetsretreatvirginia.org. We run a toll-free 24-hour hotline for peer support, which is 1-888-906-4593. We are on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. We have a very small, very new Reddit channel we just started. We're still learning that. And we just started our X or Twitter account, Twitter X account, at VetsRetreatVA. Awesome. Woo we you guys are out there. That's great. That's awesome. Definitely trying because we want to have all those all those channels available for anybody who uses any certain medium to get a hold of us. Right. And you mentioned that you're always looking for for more uh, teammates. Just to give people a specific idea of how they might be able to to help or to come alongside Vets Retreat Virginia. What what might that look like? I think the, the main way that most people can help, probably the easiest and most needed way to, to help us move this mission forward is word of mouth. Yeah. You know, a little bit of just telling your friends, telling your, your coworkers, your colleagues, your family, you know, telling other people who are eligible for our services to you know, participate with us, that we are here. This is what we do. This is who we are. This yes. is why we do. And that goes farther faster than anything I can, I can tell people. I really believe that. If we can get you know energize and mobilize the military community or energize mobilize the first responders or their families, hey, this this organization is doing all they can to move us forward to help. You know, if right. you need it, want it, if you want to be a part of us, we're here. We're, we're twenty four hours. You know, we're live. Tell <laughs> <laughs> other people about us. You know, don't forget those who are not online. That's one of right. our big. Because a lot of the older yes. older vets don't get on Facebook. Yes. Get on that. So we want to include them in our services, too, and let them know that we're here for them, too. So we, we ask for attendance and participation and sharing our events and activities to get the word out. We're always fighting the algorithms with uh, social media to, to have some interaction to get our stuff <laughs> without paying for it. So of we, course. Truly, we want to get people right. to like, share, comment, and pass it on yes. so other people see what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, it makes a big difference. It does. It does because we don't believe in paying for those for those types of ads and things. We do occasionally for bigger events, but if we can if we can get the average uh, person to help us, that's a, a big way to help. So we we're always looking for more volunteers. That's some that's the way someone can help is to find other okay. volunteers for us. We're looking for help with fundraising. We're looking for help uh, sharing our website or just being an advocate for us. You know, um, letting us know that they have questions or telling people what the feedback is how they can be involved. So that's another big way to help is just interact and communicate and, and be a part of it. Join right. us. <laughs> right. It's not, it's not complex and that's what's so exciting about it. And it doesn't have to take up, you know, every single day of your month, if you want to help out, you can yeah. look forward to maybe an, 
one event per year with Vets Retreat Virginia or, you know, an event in the summer and the fall, whatever your schedule looks like. And um, Jeff promises a good time. So he's on, he's on the hook for it. <laughs> All right. Awesome. We like, we like to say that people can choose a level of involvement. You know, there's yeah, no minimum, right. no minimum, maximum hours. If, if life happens, step back. You know, if, if you do have some more time on your schedule, step up and you, you can truly be flexible. We don't say, you know, work 20, 40, 60 hours a week. If some people have an hour a month, we'll take it. You know, yeah. you can be, you can be an assistant. If you, if you know, social media, you know, you yourself are helping with a podcast. So everyone has something to offer if you're willing. And thank you for this. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for what you guys are doing. And I can't wait to continue watching you guys grow and impact lives and eventually get that 24 hour operation center. I know it's needed and it'll be uh, such a relief and a respite and a place of comfort um, for so many veterans. So thanks for what you're doing and, and thanks for spending your time with us today. Hey everybody, thank you for joining us for another incredible episode of In the Name of Service. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe. And of course, feel free to share with those you feel would like to be inspired. Have a difference maker in your life that you'd like to see featured? Reach out to Dr. Barb Thompson at in the name of service at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.